0: all right run it you're listening to the immersion billionaire podcast the coolest podcast in the world keep it on lock one Yes. And that was smooth. Hey. That was actually decent. Yeah, we keeping that. Keep that. Yeah. What is good everybody? This is episode seven. Not only is this just episode seven, this is the first episode of the year. First episode of this decade. And it feels so good to be here. I'm really getting comfortable in front of this mic and, and doing what we're doing over here at the Emerge Being their Podcast I really feel like we got something special shout out to everybody who has been rocking with us since last year who's here right now if you're here I rock with you I appreciate consistency I appreciate the support I appreciate the love the feedback everything that you guys do um please know I, it is appreciated it is reciprocated all that good stuff um I really, I really see Where I can take this platform And I'm excited to Take on the challenge of taking it Where I want This platform to be um, It won't be easy It won't be something I can do overnight It's going to take hard work It's going to take consistency It's going to take diligence um, But I'm 1000% okay with that Like for real um, You know I'm, I'm slowly getting out of like my, my fears of going ahead to just and just like grabbing the bulls by the horn and doing stuff. You know, whatever comes to mind, whatever ideas I have, I'm really like gaining my confidence to just go ahead and do it. And that's what I want this podcast to be about for you listeners. Um, and as well as the people that I'm gonna start reaching out. <laughs> I know I say this all the time. I promise y'all I'm really gonna start having guests on this show. Just cause the first 7 episodes You haven't heard any other people Besides myself I do have a list of people that I am Trying to get on this podcast That will be coming very soon In the near future Within the next couple of episodes So I'm super excited about that But like I was saying, this episode is for people Who have dreams and aspirations And visions and goals And kinda need that motivation To take that leap to go ahead and start creating Start pursuing So um, if nobody else tell you, I'm going to tell you right here, right now. You got it. It's in you. Go ahead and just do it, man. Do it. You're going to hate yourself a thousand times more if you don't do something than you did. If you did it and you you're you not pleased with the come out, you know what I'm saying? That, that is far more uh, rewarding than you just keeping an idea that you have boxed up. Because that's not doing anything but hindering yourself and your growth. And it's also restricting the world from something that could very well be needed in this time and day. You never know what can impact and what can uh, motivate and inspire someone or something. So that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. Um, So just like that, the beat goes off. And let me tell you, once again, you have episode seven of the Emerging Being There podcast kicking in your ear right now, baby. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so, so, so much to me, for real, for real. Now, allow me to introduce myself. I am your humble host of this here podcast. I go by the name of Pat. Pat, what up? And like I said, you have episode seven of the Emerging Being That podcast on the spin right now. It is love Ladies and gentlemen, it feels so good to be here. It feels so good to be into this new era and this new space. I understand that time, a lot of people think time is a social construct and thinking that, oh, since it's a new year, you know, the thought that you can actually turn over a new leaf just because it's a new day is crazy. And you should just honestly just build on what you've been building on, no matter what day it is, no matter what year it is. But I honestly feel like we're in a new just wave in frequency within the universe Like I really feel like we're in a time where You can go ahead and chase your dreams And follow what it is that you want to do and, and just go ahead and pursue that with no fear Because we've seen in the last decade That <laughs> though the there no, nothing is impossible honestly I mean that's pretty much the summary Of that entire 10 year frame Like we've seen things that people thought Would never occur actually happen We've seen people's uh, success stories of how in 2010, 2011, you know, the, everything that they currently have was once just a thought that they didn't even fathom could actually come true. And now they're at the top and the peak of, you know, their their life and they feel like they can really conquer the world. And that confidence came within a 10 year time frame. So what makes you think the universe can't show you that exact same love and favor and, and just uh, specific and divine hands-on help that those people got, right? They bleed just like you bleed. Nothing is different about them other than they worked hard, they followed their dreams, and they didn't give up. So that's what we're going to work on over here at the Emerging Being Air podcast. And that's what I want you to The listeners and those of you who have brands and have visions and goals and aspirations, that's what we're working on starting from this day forward, right? At the end of this decade, I know I want to have a success story saying, wow, you know, I started this and it was just something I started in the college uh, apartment, this, that, and the third. And now this is a multi-million, billion dollar, you know what I'm saying? I want that energy. I want that. And I'm sure you want it as well. So that's why I'm really going to be hard on myself to stay consistent with this because it's possible, it's possible. No matter how crazy my visions are, my ideas are, and let me tell y'all, I think extremely large. Like, honestly, I sometimes I think a little too large and I have to bring myself down to reality that, like, okay, all right, let's think of some more realistic goals. But I'm starting to put away with that. I'm starting to put away with that. I'm a, I'm a dream so big That people going to have to really, really, really have to see the vision for them to think that I can actually do it. But that's another thing. It's not about what other people can see me doing. It's about what I see myself doing. It's about what you see yourself doing. Don't run to somebody else when you got an idea, you got a vision, you got a goal that you want to achieve and think that you need that validation to tell you, yeah, go ahead. You got it because you're not going to hear that all the time because not everybody want to see you win. Like contrary to popular belief, not everybody wants to see you win. Even your closest homie, sometimes they they really hoping you don't take off how you want to take off because that means you're gonna lead them in the you know what I'm saying hindsight. But I really encourage y'all, and I'm I'm gonna get into some topics. But I just want to start this off by encouraging y'all to really take this new year and this new decade seriously. Don't treat it as if it's just another you know flip of the calendar. And things are still the same. No, you can really be the change you want to see in your life. You can really go ahead and chase those dreams because by the end of this decade, I firmly believe that I will be able to say, I have friends. I have people who have supported the podcast that are now multimillionaires, that are now moguls, that have started their own brands, that have taken the world by storm, and this, that, and the third. I want to be able to say that. That's why I don't hate on anybody. That's why I'm. Try to show love to everybody that I can because you never know who's going to take off. You never know who's going to be the one that really pushes the envelope and turns nothing into something. And I want to be able to say I was connected to that person or, you know, oh, I watched them turn this into that. And it's just mind blowing. I want to be able to share those stories with people to then motivate and inspire the next generation to see that if they can, if this person can do it, so can you. So that's what it's all about. So uh, bottom line is, I really want to encourage everybody out there. Um, I'm, I'm really so proud of the people that I follow specifically. I'm seeing so many people like really uh, start things that you can tell they're passionate about. Um, shout out my boy Charles um, with Hidden Complexity, man. He's doing his thing and you can see the vision and and where he plans to take that brand. I wish nothing but the best for you, brother. Much love. Keep grinding, keep going. We're going to collab soon, I promise you. Um, Shout out my guys, Isaac Bernard with their sneaker companies, uh, their shoe selling businesses. Um, You know, you got people starting YouTube channels. You got people starting brands, clothing lines, people starting podcasts, this, that, and the third. And we got to support each other if we want this to really be something great at the end of the day. As long as you're doing something that is edifying humanity, and you're not tearing down other people, you're not hating on other people, while you creating, while you doing what it is that you're doing, I honestly believe y'all, we can all eat. We we gotta stop moving like there's only an X amount of dollars at the top. You feel me? We gotta we gotta understand that there is a table, a plethora food, an abundance of food at the top. It ain't such a it ain't it ain't a specific bag and we all got to split the pot if we make it. You know what I'm saying? That is <laughs> that's not it. That's not it, bro. We can all eat. We can all eat. So please spread love, spread positivity, support your local brands, support the friends that you have that want to do stuff, um, support the people that you don't even know. And you may follow them and they're doing something. Just show that love. And I promise you, if it don't if you don't even have a specific thing you want to do. Just support because that uni- the universe is going to honestly reciprocate that back to you in whatever it is that you need it in, in your life, in your family's life, at your job, at your gig, you know, this, that, and the third. I really feel like that is the, the way just the world works. So uh, enough of preaching. You can put your Bibles down. I ain't really going to go no deeper than that, but I feel like that was a much needed um, thing that we needed to start this this. First episode of the decade off on. So now that I get that mini rant out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and get into some topics. First up, Coachella finally dropped their lineup. Um, I don't even know why I talk about this. Honestly, being from Chicago, we got a lot of palooza. Um, but it's always dope to see Coachella's lineup because, like, that's like the holy grail of music festivals. So it's cool to just see who's doing what. I probably won't be going to this one. Uh, I would like to go to one maybe one day, but probably not anytime soon. Seeing that since we have Lollapalooza here, as long as they just keep turning up on our lineups, I would need to go. But I still think it's an experience for music lovers, which I am. Um, so you know, whatever, we can we're just gonna talk about it, see what you guys feel about it if it's trash to y'all, if y'all rocking with it, or whatever. So, um, some standouts that I see. So, on the first day. The major headline is Rage Against the Machine. And I actually just got hip to Rage Against the Machine um, through actually a very interesting Denzel Curry cover of Bulls on Parade. I came across on YouTube and I mean, of course, I knew the name Rage Against the Machine, like uh, Rage Against the Machine. I kn- knew of the band. I knew they were a, a, like a metal band, but I was very like intrigued by Denzel Curry's rendition of their song. So I got hip to it. You know, I went and actually heard the original song and ended up listening to the entire album. And they cool. They cool. I will rock with them. I don't know if I would, like, run to go to their set, but I do know, like, they like the original Rage Gods, hence the name. So, um, I mean, they got them headlining. So clearly this is a holy grail experience for somebody. Uh, So then this that's so they're headlining on Friday. Uh, they got Calvin Harris, he's got some bangers, they got Run The Jewels, shout out, shout out Killer Mike um, And they actually have some classic rap albums, if y'all haven't listened to Run The Jewels Check them out on huh? whatever it is you get your music from, they got some good albums Um, Meg The Stallion's on Friday as well, dang, she really blew up, for real, for real you, See that's what I'm talking about, that decade man, she blew up last year but uh, they got her super high up on this um, Friday headline list. So I'm seeing, okay, Brock Hampton on the same day. Big Sean on his day. <laughs> they got City Girls. um, Okay, this is, this is decent. So I line up for it to be the first day. Uh, YBN Corday? Yo, first of all, shout out my boy Brandon because he was the one who really pointed out that he got put on to YB and Cordae, you know, through the podcast. shout out out to people who admit when they get put on or something. There's no shame in saying, oh, bro, you like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't hit to this and you you talked about it and now I'm aware. I'm not doing it to take glory for another person's success. I'm doing it to let you guys know there's more to this life than what you guys may know. And I also want the same in return because I don't know everything. So I am so open to being put on to stuff. Uh, so YB and Corday was one of the people that I talked about on like the third or fourth episode of this podcast. And since, you know, I've been messing around, that was a while ago and YB and Cordae had no album out at the time. The Lost Boy wasn't out and he only had a couple loose a couple singles. Um, and I basically said like, he's about to blow, like this dude really finna take off cause he got it. I see the talent. And long story short, we fast forward to now, and his album is being uh, nominated for Best Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. So, needless to say, uh, my prediction was pretty pretty uh on point with that one. So shout out to my boy White and Corday man. Hopefully I get an interview with him one day. Um I'm just, since I speak that into existence, I'm just go ahead and speak this into existence. But moving on. So this lineup for Friday is pretty cool. Um I'm not seeing anything else on Friday that is really like blowing me away. Like, damn, they going crazy. But um there's more days. Coachella's three days, so let's keep going. So that's the Friday lineup. Those are the standouts for me. Um, Maybe I overlooked someone. Check it out for yourself. You can look it up. It's right there. Saturday, they got Laflame, Travis Scott headlining. Man, I've seen Travis Scott live three times, and I am not ever going to be tired of seeing that man perform. He is a true, true performer. That man puts all he has into his shows. And I've seen a I've seen a video where bro tore his ACL on the stage and still wanted to perform. And he didn't even leave the show. He ended up just sitting down and performing for the whatever couple of minutes he had left for a set. So that is a dude I don't mind giving my money to when it comes to talking about seeing it live in concert. So shout out to La Flame. shout out to Travis. He's headlining Saturday. Um they got twenty one Savage, uh the baby Summer Walker, Sway Lee, Roddy Rich, hmm, that's decent. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Oh my goodness, yo! I have turned into like this huge Freddie Gibbs fan over the past like four or five months. For real, like I'm just now getting hip to this man and that Bandana album. Oh my goodness, I can't stop spinning it. So that would be a must see for me if I'm going to this festival. Um, they had a crazy album i think they had the best rap album to come out in 2019 honestly uh so good to see them on the lineup steve lacy that dude is cold rock with him um dang this print gets smaller and smaller boy and i let me see yeah that's pretty much it for saturday i'm not seeing anything else once again i could be overlooking but i'm not seeing anything else that actually stands out so let's move on to sunday and this was the one that people were saying was a rumor. They didn't know if it was true, but there were like some leaks of the lineup and they saw this name and people just was like, oh, yeah, this is it. If this is really true, this is crazy. And now that this is the official lineup that I have sitting before me that I am reading, unless my eyes are deceiving me, Mr. Frank Ocean is coming out of hiding and is headlining Coachella on Sunday That is crazy. Now, I'm sure he's not dropping no new music in between then. When I say new music, I know he drops like two singles in the past couple of weeks. But I don't think he's dropping no album from now until April 12th and the 19th. But it's good to know that bro is going to be able to put on the show. Because this could be the first and last show of, you know what I'm saying, God knows how long. So that is awesome. That, that alone would make me want to just, like, see if I could find a way to get out there. Like, seeing Frank Ocean is definitely in my bucket list of concerts that I have. Um, so that would just be great. They got Uzi. Yo, Uzi, for somebody who don't drop music no more, he definitely be getting it in at festivals. See, that man be doing whole 45-minute sets off of s- songs that came out three, four, five years ago. And that's just legend status to me. Like, that's, you don't see too many people who can do that. Um, Daniel Caesar, I know the black community not really rock with him, but the boy is talented. You can't deny that. So, that would be a cool set. Um, F. K. Twigs, Ari Lennox, uh, Fatboy Slim. I'm drawing a plank, I had a long day, but that name sounds familiar. Lil' Nas X. I'm cool on that, bro. Uh Denzel Curry. I was just talking about him. That would be a great show. J.I.D. Uh. Yeah, I'm not really seeing anything else. Oh, Doja Cat. Emotional Oranges. Shout out Roy from the Joe Button Podcast. I know he's like the manager of them or something. So it's good to see he, you know, finessed his way into a Coachella gig. That's dope. Um Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. Oh, Maria the Scientist, yo! I just got put on to her. Dang, when was that? It was like three weeks ago, and I was like skeptical to check her music out, you know. But I don't, I don't know why. But I finally listened to it. Yo, her album Master. So her name is Maria the Scientist. She has an album out on streaming services called Master i really rock with it i tried to put a couple of people that i know kind of like this sound of R and B. she kind of has like a summer walker-esque you know vibe to her but i think she has her own flair her production whoever her producers are they do an exceptional job so um i think she's dope i think she's one of the next up this is her first like body of work this album master um so that's somebody i got my eye on because i know like i just see i just see the blueprint that she can easily take to reach whatever it is she's trying to reach so um it's good to see that she's got a coachella lineup that is a great start to her career uh, oh how did i overlook this yo forgive me forgive me no name probably the dopest i don't even want to say dopest woman mc in the game because like it's niggas that she's better than um so no name is at on the sunday lineup for uh coachella that is great to see from chicago chicago's on, wow yeah i'm so those are the three days those are the names that stand out to me of course those are not the only people performing but uh those are the names that i would probably be interested in seeing so at first glance and people don't understand people like try to look at a music festival and be like oh this is trash Like they see four names that they rock with on each day and they're like, man, what out of all these names, only like four people each day. If you've never been to a musical festival, that's pretty much how it works. Like you can only go to so many sets within a day. It's like going to like it's it's like trying to go to eight concerts in one day. Right. That's hard. That's very hard, especially if everybody's getting a 45 minute to an hour set. That's eight hours. y'all. So you got to try to catch the ones you see. So if you only see four or five, six people you would want to rock with in one day, Uh, that's pretty solid. Because then you just got to allocate that time and that energy to go make sure you catch who it is you want to see. So I know on this on this Sunday one, I just named like six people I wanted to rock with. I would like actually go see. Yeah, that's good enough for me. And then for each day before that. So. At first glance, this is cool Um, it's some people I'm not hip to And that's another thing You can't say it's weak because you're just not hip I'm just not hip to a lot of these other people I'm sure they're cold I'm sure they're talented in their own way I just don't know who they are at this current, present time So, um, I think it's a good lineup Shout out Coachella They went crazy Just snagging Frank Ocean alone Just made this, I know, something that a lot of people finna fuck So, that's, that's, that's dope um Let's see, I'm gonna move forward. I want to get into this Drake interview. Um, so if you haven't seen it, Drake did a near two hour, actually might not even be near, I might have actually eclipsed two hours, uh, two hour interview with um Rap Radar. Um, those are guys who huge inspirations to me, huge inspirations to this podcast in itself. Um shout out Elliot Wilson and B Dot. They are the hosts of the podcast and basically what they do is they, they just sit down with rappers, artists, and they just chop it up with them. So, um, you know, Drake being the biggest artist in the world right now, finally sat down with them guys and just chopped it up. He's talked about not just his come up and his music, but just the culture and the rap game at large. And I was very impressed with... uh some of the stuff he was saying. But then there was some stuff that hamming like I right, Drake. I feel like Drake is one of those guys who wants to say what the culture wants to hear him say. That's and that's my thing between him and other artists that I like. Because Drake, he's going to be a yes man. I and I and you know, if that's his wave, that's cool cuz clearly it's working for him. But, you know, and his and I hate to have to bring up him and Kanye, but that's why I love Kanye so much because he's so unapologetically him. He doesn't even fear the backlash of saying, you know, he thinks this way, even though the world thinks that way. And Drake seems to be the exact opposite of that. He's the type of guy who I feel like would play it close to his chest and, you know, play that nice, you know, politically correct guy role and just do what he got to do to stay where he is in the culture. And I have no problem with that, cause you know niggas gotta eat. Bottom line. So in this ep- in this episode of Rap Radar, they um, got into pretty much everything, and it was very interesting. Me being somebody who you know been listening to Drake since uh, you know So Far Gone and uh, Thank Me Later, you know it was interesting to really get to see him articulate his come up. You know, cause you know God knows who may have been inspired by his story that could be trying to go down the same path he went down. Uh, So one of the most standout moments was him talking about, of course, you know, the best content is the, is the messy content, where he's talking about his beef with Meek and his beef with Push. Um, But his, his conversation and his, his points on the Push situation was rather interesting to me, right? So he was talking about first, he made it known that he has zero intentions, zero intentions on like making amends with Push and Kanye and probably that camp at large. Um, so I thought that was cool, but they basically mentioned like, bro, like, you know, you used to say that you had a, a signed mic by the Clips, and he was like, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, I got it upstairs in my crib. He was like, but that was at a time where I actually respected Push and I actually believed what he was rapping about. He was like, I only like rappers who actually do what they rap about, right? So he's basically insinuating that Push being a dude that is known for his, uh, his raps about being the greatest dope dealer to ever spit. You know, <laughs> you know, that's basically Push's brand. Literally his brand, because that's what his name insinuates. He said he wasn't really about that life. So I found that interesting because I haven't heard anybody say that Push wasn't really moving dope like that, nor am I praising that. But I'm just saying he's bold to say that that wasn't facts. And um for him to really be like, yeah, I was a huge fan of clips but now that i look at it i might have just been a fan of the neptunes who you know basically propelled clips to become what they were and subsequently made push who we is today however to renege that you rocked with somebody by saying oh i might have just been rocking with producers because i want the ones to be signed that star trek that was the wave this that and the third i don't know drake I don't know how I feel about that one, that just sound. That just comes across as salty, that just comes across as like, yeah man, what he did, still, I'm still feeling the repercussions of it, and I'm not rocking with him, so let me just go ahead and take away any type of praise that I may have ever given him in the past. Now, I could be extremely wrong, and he could actually not believe, you know, that Push did this, did that, and you know, that could just be his reality, and if that's the case, hey, more power to you if you don't want to let bygones be bygones because you see something and a guy that you thought was there but really wasn't you know when it comes to a man-to-man respect that is perfectly fine that is justifiable and you don't have to say anything else but i just thought that was interesting um what else did i see from that that drake uh i mean it was a great interview you know even though i'm giving my many deep dives on this it was still a great interview it was uh interesting to hear drake talk about uh just how like he blew up to be who he was right like of course we all know drake is the man of hits right you know what i'm saying he said i'm going bad he got more slaps than the beatles and that is statistically true that is very true but um to sit to hear him sit down and talk about these hits that he has and his progression and how He's become, you know, who he was today through just a gradual uh, release of crazy bangers that will forever be timeless. It was just interesting, and I'm so glad he talked on the topic of. Uh, well, it was more so Elliot and Beat Out that was like really initiating the good questions, but kudos to Drake for not, you know, holding back and actually giving valid answers. I'm um, talking about how. He may feel like, you know, he's got some albums that some people can think aren't classics. And he was saying what he feels like his favorite albums are and how people who don't think he has more than two classes are crazy. This, that, and the third. It was just overall a great interview. Go ahead, check it out. Um, Shout out to Ra- Rap Radar. Very, very good content. All right, all right, let me see. What else? Um... <laughs> Okay, this one is going to be super quick, but I, I meant to address this on the last episode too. But, um, so a lot of people have been talking about how Virgil, so his comments were that like, you know, oh, there's only so many ways you can create a t-shirt. You know, so therefore, streetwear is going to die. Like streetwear is basically dead, is what he said. Um, and a lot of people were like, Out of all the people that would say this, Virgil, you're the one to say it. And I thought it was rather interesting. I thought I was being trolled when I saw the the headline and I read the article. and I was like, oh, merch, bro, really said that. Um, I think that's blasphemous. Like streetwear culture has become too. It's not even streetwear culture anymore. That's just like regular threads, bro. Them regular clothes at this point. You know how large the market is right now? For streetwear clothes, you got Supreme, you got Bape, you got all of the underground, you got FTP, you got all of these underground brands, and then you got brands that are still emerging. You got Joe Fresh Goods, who's just getting started. You got uh, everybody at Fat Tiger Workshops, uh, Vita, you got all of those people that are like grinding right now and actually making a lucrative, crazy lucrative living off of streetwear. Yeah, Virgil. I, I think you might have capped on that one, bro. Still got love for you. But I just can't believe a dude that made millions off of T-shirts with words and quotations said that streetwear is dead. He must have been like, I don't know. He must have been on some Kanye tip where he meant to say something and it came out this way. Or you got to read between the lines to really see what he was trying to say. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, no, streetwear is going nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. Please go and shop with your local streetwear brand. Support your local black businesses. And yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, I want to get into one more thing. So I try to always end with some type of film review or some type of uh, movie I've seen that I enjoyed. You know, last time I talked about Queen of Slim on the last episode. this one. Uh, so my sister told me to check this out. I wasn't going to check it out because I didn't have any initial interest in it, but she said, "Um, no, I think you will like it. You know, it was motivational and this and that, you know, and there's some topics within it." Uh, so I checked it out, and I'm talking about the Kevin Hart Netflix documentary that he released a couple of days ago called uh Don't F This Up. And it's like a 6-7 episode like docu-series. And uh it was actually very interesting. It was motivational for sure. Like, I'm glad I watched it for that purpose alone because it, like I was saying at the top of this episode, like, it showed that nothing is too large. You can literally make it into whatever it is that you want to do no matter where you come from. And, you know, Kevin Hart's story, I didn't know he had such, like, a, a humbling story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know he would joke about certain things, but to see that, like, a lot of those jokes were actually, like, real life situations um it was just like very interesting to watch Uh, i i enjoyed it i think that other people may enjoy it whether you're like a fan of kevin hart or not just seeing somebody's rag to riches story can kind of like stir up a hunger in you to just get up and create i know it did for me so if you need some that that type of pick me up uh i highly recommend going to see that um and yeah that's all i got on that now, I know I said I was supposed to see Uncut Gems last episode and then give a review on it on this one. However, no, shit happens. So I was unable to see it, but I am seeing it tomorrow with the guys. Uh, so, you know, maybe next episode I give a review on that. I'm just so excited to see my man Adam Sandler kill it, bro. Like, I'm just so excited. I keep hearing nothing but great reviews. So I can't wait to check that out. Let me see. Is there any other topic I desperately wanted to get into oh i want i was gonna talk about how twitter is up in a frenzy talking about we finna go to war with iran and all of these memes yo black twitter is hilarious i swear to god that is the only reason why i keep my twitter because in times of crisis they know how to make a joke and that's just like i think that's just a black thing in general that's one of the most some people may think it's problematic. Some people may be like, yo, what do y'all even take seriously? But sometimes you got to laugh through stuff, bro. I know me, I have a dark humor. So, like, I got to make a joke, even if I'm in the lowest point of my life, because that's just the way I cope. That's just my way of just coming to terms with stuff. Um, I don't think we're going to war. I don't know nothing about politics for real. But the fact that a World War Three may emerge, I do know that America's military is like the greatest in the world Like we're second to none We got like a super large, you know, uh, foundation And there's so many people enlisted I don't think I ran with that smoke I know what Trump did may have been out of pocket But apparently, you know, lucky for him He got shooters that can actually, you know, help him out So I think we are good on that end I ain't even mean to end on that note But I just thought that was funny I really thought that was hilarious But, yeah, you have it ladies and gentlemen We have reached another end to another episode Thank y'all so much for rocking with me We are at, what, 37 minutes? Beautiful, perfect place to cut it off I hope y'all enjoyed the content that we talked about on this episode Like you always Oh, I didn't even get to mention We're now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, man That is major. So, we're no longer on SoundCloud. You got to catch us on SoundCloud. I mean, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm sorry to the people who wanted to rock with us on SoundCloud. I tried to keep this podcast as underground as I could for as long as I could. But, you know, things happen. But this is great for us, though. It's not a bad thing. It's a a great thing. We're elevating. We're going up larger streaming services. Now, we battling with the big dogs in the podcast that i enjoy you know we're we're on that same same playing field same battlefield so it's just exciting to me so make sure you uh rate us on apple Podcasts. make sure you follow us on spotify Make sure you run the streams up over and over and over again. Put your homies on, put your families on, put your mama on, whoever you got to tell about it. Make sure you let them know that the Emerging That Podcast is the next greatest thing to come out since I don't know when. So thank you all so much for rocking with you. Boy, it is always a pleasure. Much love to you. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all be cool. Was pretty good. Yeah, uh, you want to take another take of that, or is that good? Oh, no, you're good. All right, well, there we have it.